following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan, hour number three on an MHSAA Wednesday. Superfly Hayes he is our executive producer inside this hour. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will get an update on Michigan football and basketball. Eric Edholm, NFL.com writer on the Combine, upcoming free agency. And what's the national opinion on the Lions? Speaking of Lions, our flying ace whiskey, huge question of the day. Where would the Lions be today if they never hired Holmes, who in turn hired Campbell? You can answer that question at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank, a Michigan-based bank with locations all across Michigan. At HUGE Show on Twitter. The HUGE Show on Facebook. I did see a sad note, Superfly. I was just telling you about this yesterday. The scene from Curb Your Enthusiasm where comedian Richard Lewis, who is a regular on Curb Your Enthusiasm and a comedian, he died at the age of 76. That is coming out now on the social networks. And I was howling, laughing with Superfly yesterday saying, I think it's the latest Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. They're at their golf club. And Larry is with Richard, who's riding shotgun in their golf cart, waiting for their third buddy to show up to golf. And Larry was sitting at the practice range on a bench, and he was taking in a lesson to the deaf actor. And uh, he was just in the movie, the Apple movie. What was it? Coda, yeah. I forget his name. And the pro turned and looked at Larry and said, are you, are you stealing a lesson? He's like, no, I'm on the bench. Benches are made to sit on. So they get to the tee box and the deaf actor from Coda, who's a tall guy and that pro are about 250 yards out in the middle of the one fairway. And Richard Lewis goes, come on, Larry, just hit. Hit, let's get this going. And he goes, I can't hit. I might hit that guy. And they're mad at me. They think that I just stole a personal private lesson by sitting on a bench. He goes, just hit. And the other guy goes, come on, you never hit a ball that far in your life. And they used a few choice words. So Larry gets up there and cranks it. And he hits the deaf guy in the back. And the deaf guy falls. And then the pro's yelling back at him. And he pulls up. And him and Richard Lewis. And then, and then Larry, the funniest part was Larry goes, well, uh, and they pull off um, the guy that got hit in the pro. They go to the next tee box. 
Larry goes, I'm just going to drop. Richard Lewis goes, you're not dropping. There's no drop. You're retaining. You're retaining or you're taking the penalty stroke. You're not dropping. You can't find the ball. That's a lost ball. And the other guy goes, yeah, you're not dropping. <laughs> yeah, Richard Lewis, he was a good funny man. And that curb your enthusiasm. Uh, just fantastic. So, God rest his soul. Yeah, we all look, man. We see people. You know, he was 76. He, he was, I'll be honest, I, I, I did say in that last episode I watched of Curb Your Enthusiasm that he didn't look well. But you're 76. You're 76. And he was a solid actor and a solid funny guy. He really was. And that episode, again, with me loving the game of golf, I just... I, I think I rewound it three times and watched it because it was so funny. On the lighter side, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com will join us momentarily. I mentioned Eric at HomeNFL.com. Columnist, insider, we'll talk about the Combine this weekend in Indy. Speaking of the Combine, the Wolverine.com has Anthony Broom and Clayton Safey with all the... Michigan invitees. Michigan had a record 18 players invited to the combine. I even played the comment from Brad Holmes earlier. The Lions GM about why Michigan had so many guys at the combine. And he said, quality coaching. They're prepared to play at the next level. And he's not like a Michigan guy. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com is standing by on the roast Umberg coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing great, Bill. Thanks. All right, uh, so it's the Michigan Invitational uh, down uh, in Indy. You guys have some of your team coverage with Broom and Safey going on. Out of the 18, I don't know if I asked you this question or maybe it was Broom last week or Safey when he was in studio, and I know you were with me uh, down at the outdoor show. Out of those 18, who ends up having the best NFL career? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, and um, I think I'm going to go with J.J. McCarthy, and I really think that this kid's best football is ahead of him, and we've, we've only just seen a little bit of what he can do, and part of it is because they didn't ask him to fling it 40 times. They could have basically, he could have gone anywhere he wanted to and, and won a Heisman Trophy. You look at what um, what happened at LSU, you look at Oregon, uh, they asked him to do what it took to win a title with this team, and that's exactly what he did, and that's part of what makes him special. Not only did he not complain, he embraced it. And when you have a guy like that who's got all those skills and he's that kind of a leader, uh, you've got something special. He's so humble, one of the most humble superstars I've ever covered at Michigan, and uh, there have been a lot of them, but uh, he is at the top of the list, and uh, he makes all the throws. He's got great speed. Somebody, I just saw one of the analysts say, oh, he's just a mid, middle-of-the-road athlete. I'm like, eh, I think you're going to be surprised here when you see what he can do. And I think you're going you're gonna to see him, when he, gets to the, when he gets a couple of years into the NFL and his body gets even more mature, he's still a little bit skinny, um, this kid's going to be pretty special. So I like him, and I also love Mike Sainer still uh, as, a, as a guy that's going to be playing for 10 years in the league. This is a kid who, and talking to the young Michigan receivers, at um, the Rose Bowl and at the national championship game. Both of them said the same thing. He was the toughest one to get open on. Uh, he's just a special football player and a special leader. So really like those two guys. 
I'm seeing a lot of uh, NFL insiders saying that J.J. has moved up to their QB number three behind Williams uh, in the LSU Heisman Trophy winner, Daniel. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Minnesota Vikings, uh, you're seeing possible trades up into the top ten. I've seen around the eight, uh, nine slot for J.J. to get drafted. I think it's smart. Uh, that he's throwing this weekend. I really do. I do too. Yeah, I do too, because that's the question, right? Can he, everybody knows he can make all the throws, but can he do it under pressure? Can he, he didn't have to do it a whole lot. I mean, when you throw eight times like they did at Penn State, there are going to be some question marks. And um, the, the thing with him, though, is that um, two things, right? He's got to prove that he can throw the deep ball with some uh, accuracy, and that was an, an area of weakness at times for him and something that he didn't get to show a whole lot of. We saw Roman Wilson Wilson test really well at some of these events that he's been at, and people are wondering, hey, why didn't those guys connect more? And um, But to me, it's just because he hasn't had a whole lot of opportunity to do it. And uh, more than anything, they relied on the run game when they were here and that offensive line, and, and again, he embraced that. So but I don't have any doubt that he's going to perform well. Um, this kid is uh, is a, a generational talent, as Jim Harbaugh said in college, and, and he was right when it comes to Michigan. He's the best Michigan quarterback we've ever seen, uh, even though he didn't eclipse 3,000 yards this year. Before the year started, we had a roundtable question, and people were asking how many yards I thought J.J. McCarthy would throw for it. And I said, I bet he'd be about 2,900, but he's still going to have a great year. And everybody was mocking me and saying, hey, if he throws for only 2,900 yards in 15 games, they aren't going to do anything. And I said, I don't think you understand how the offense works and how this is constructed. And, and sure enough, they go 15-0, and and he doesn't throw for 3,000 yards. They've had other passers that have gone for 3,000, like Shea Patterson and Jake Rudock, that didn't have a chance to sniff the NFL. But you know what? It's going to be different. Uh, one thing about a good quarterback is knowing when not to throw the ball, not, not to throw it in traffic and everything else. And that's one of the biggest, biggest areas where he learned in terms of protecting the football and why I think he's going to have a great NFL career. Two of the latest CBS Sports mock drafts have J.J. both going to Denver. They're looking for their next quarterback. Russell Wilson, a lot of talk he could end up uh, with the Steelers. So McCarthy in one was the seventh overall pick going to Mm -hmm. Denver. In the other, uh, he was the 12th. So one of them had uh, Denver uh, trading up uh, to get him. So if he is moving into that QB3 category behind Williams and Daniels, who, by the way, I'm not sold on either guy as pro quarterbacks. I, I think the, you know, Drake May and North Carolina and JJ to me are the most pro style QB or QBs plural who are NFL ready. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And, and but, you know, in, in this day and age, um, I think it was Dan Campbell who said, you know what, you have to have a guy who can move a little bit, too. And you can see that with J.J. Uh, that's one of the things, his pocket awareness. And it's not just running. Everybody's like, oh, he should have run more and he should have taken off more. And maybe that's true. But more than anything, it's being able to feel the pressure in the pocket and uh, get rid of the ball quickly or throw it away. And that's something that he has an innate ability to do. Um, those tackles at Michigan were not elite. That's another thing, you know what, you you talk about – this Michigan football team and how good they were. They did not have typical, prototypical tackles that are going to be playing at the next level, great pass protectors. And there were many times that maybe the pressure got to him or the the protection was leaky, but he was able to get away and feel it and still make a play. 
to me, that is something that you can't teach, and uh, you can learn it and you a little bit, but uh, but he feels it, and uh, you know what? He's just got that that next level ability too uh, in terms of moving around. So I think people are going to find that out about him. And uh, more than anything, he's going to test so well in these interviews. He, this kid is just uh, off the charts in terms of, uh, of what kind of a person he is, but he's also got that competitive fire. You know, this is not a guy who's some kind of a <clears throat> who's going to sit back and and basically uh, not respond to a challenge. So love what he brings. I'd take him on my team in a heartbeat. And you can, I can tell you that Jim Harbaugh is going to be vouching for him and that a lot of those guys in the NFL over the years have respected his opinion. As quirky as he might be, they know that he understands football and they're going to listen to him. If J.J. has a good weekend throwing and testing and interviewing with NFL people, his stock could really rise. I mean, already I'm seeing him at 7 and 12 in the latest Two CBS mock drafts from Trapasso and uh, Wilson, but he, and that's before he does anything in Indy. Yeah, I'd be surprised, wouldn't you, if he if he slipped out of the top fifteen at this point? Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I, I think he is a solid QB three. May is you know bigger dude, uh, but that that ability to move, the ability to get away from those athletes coming at you on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. I you know again he's not. Caleb Williams or or Daniels, a lot of guys who like to throw on the run and crafty. I'm not buying that Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes. I think the Bears' no. entire franchise and fan base think we missed on Mahomes. We're not going to miss on him again. <laughs> and Jaden Daniels, and the same thing they're trumpeting Washington, could be a surprise team. You know, the Bears in Washington this year in the NFL. I'm like, Jaden Daniels beat what quality teams? What quality yeah. teams did he beat this year? He is the most overrated Heisman winner in the history of football. Yeah, well, he was put in positions to throw for a lot of yards, right? And that's something that that JJ McCarthy wasn't able to do. And the thing about that, though, is would you trade places? You know, would you trade quarterbacks? All you have to do is ask people who would you rather have at the collegiate level and uh, you look at what J.J. McCarthy did as a winner uh, more than anything every level he's been on huge I think he's in his career his entire entire career high school to college he he lost like five games as a starter which is unbelievable and uh, that just goes to show you some of these guys have that it factor everybody talks about being a cliche but it's absolutely true Patrick Mahomes has it right you figure out you put different guys around him and he's the guy that's still going to make your team great, like a Tom Brady, too. And no, I'm not saying he's the next Tom Brady or the next Patrick Mahomes. I'm saying he has that characteristic that a lot of guys don't have. And that's what's going to separate him, in my opinion. That's what's going to make him a great quarterback at the next level. Yeah, Jane Daniels beat one ranked team all year long, and that was at uh, Missouri. Again, I'm not here to debate Daniels talking about J.J., and it will be interesting uh, to watch him throw this weekend. Uh, let's switch, talk about Juwan Howard, uh, the Doug McDaniel return. If they play well, home and away with him back playing every game, is that ammo to keep Howard around for another year? You know, I don't think that's going to come down to that. I think they're 2-5 and five with Doug McDaniel at home. For crying out loud, right? So that pretty much speaks to what this team is this year. And I'll give them credit, excuse me, for the heart that they've shown in the last three games. But you know, when Jawan Howard said, "Well, heart should," you know, if heart were a, a statistic that was measured, you know, then we'd be winners. And I'm oh, like, geez. Really cool? the coach speak from the coach speak from right. Howard is killing me, Chris. 
It, me too. And, uh, you know, I, what he should say is, yeah, we played hard and, uh, and I credit my guys and you know what, without Olivia Kamwa, you know, they aren't expected to win a lot of games, but they were certainly expected to win a lot more than eight this year, which is, you know, they're about headed for nine, maybe if they're lucky, if they're lucky, Bill, they'll win one of these last three games. So, um, the fact that Doug McDaniel was in that position is an indictment on the kid and the program. There's all kinds of help for you here academically. That should they should never be in that position. Number one, number two, he has regressed defensively. Uh, this kid should be a, a really really good defender at least on the ball. I understand his size is going to be a limitation for him when people are backing him down and stuff. But uh, he's out there sometimes just uh, you know up and down and uh, doesn't seem to have a care in the world on the other end of the floor. Now he's gotten better in that aspect as well, but. Uh, so many things that you can point to that uh, are red flags for this program. And um, I hope, uh, you know, if Jawan Howard comes back next year and, um, you know, I don't, I don't see it getting better. You know, if you look at the roster, uh, there are going to be guys that move on. There have been rumblings that McDaniel won't be here next year, that he's already looking for his next stop. And uh, are you going to be able to keep guys like Terrace Reed? And if you don't, it's not like you have an elite recruiting class coming in too. So, I just don't see where it's going to get any better, Bill. And especially with Michigan's NIL program for basketball being next to nothing. Um, everything that they are doing right now has been concentrating on football. They are so far behind in the other sports, and it's starting to show. You know, They're headed for their worst director's cup finish in I don't know how many years. I think they're going to end up like 20th, and it's unheard of at a place like Michigan. Uh, everything needs to improve, starting with that program. So uh, I just don't see it. Chris, before I let you go, I know you tweeted out something and the story hit this morning that former Michigan defensive lineman Craig Rowe uh, passed away. You called him one of the great guys you've ever encountered uh, in the yeah. business. He you know, kept it off the radar. His family did. 18-month battle uh, with colon cancer. They set up a GoFundMe account uh, where I retweeted what you did. Uh, to let people yeah. know about it, but uh, you said he was one of the best guys you've ever met. He's just a sweet kid, man, and uh, he came here in the dark years, so the Rich Rod years, so I was happy for him and guys like Denard Robinson when they had that 2011 season and those seniors uh, under Brady Hoke because, uh, you know, he could have gone, yeah, and this kid was a top 100 kid out of high school, had elite measurables, and was just a really good guy, but uh, let this be, you know what, maybe a, for, for people who haven't had their colon screenings and stuff like that, their colonoscopies, um, you know, maybe learn from this or, or have something decent come out of this. There's nothing good that comes out of it, obviously, but um, just a really good person. So uh, 33 years old, leaves behind a two-year-old boy. So if people get to the uh, can get to his GoFundMe page, go to the story on our site, that would be fantastic. Yeah, grew up in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, 33. Wow, man, 33. Yeah, unreal. Uh, years of age. Uh, yeah, enjoy every minute of life out there, and my best to uh, the Rowe family and also uh, the Michigan football family that was a part of his journey uh, in Ann Arbor. Chris Ballas, TheWolverine.com, also the Huge Show ad, Huge Show on Twitter, uh, the link where you can donate and find out more about helping uh, the Rowe family. Chris, always appreciate the updates. We'll talk next week. You bet. Thanks, Billy. All right, Chris Ballas from TheWolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Up next, Eric Edholm, columnist for NFL.com. We'll talk about the Combine, free agency, the offseason, and what's the national vibe on your Detroit Lions. Eric will join us next. 
From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The Michigan Wolverines dropped their 20th game of the season as they lost at home to then number three Purdue over the weekend in a tightly contested game, 84-76. I say at home because the game was physically played in Ann Arbor. However, the Purdue faithful had Michigan sounding like Mackey. My estimation will put it somewhere in the range of 70-32-60-40 in favor of Purdue fans on campus. Zach Eady matched a career high with 35 points and added 15 rebounds as the Wolverines tried to multiple matchup combinations against that extremely large human, but Eady was just too much. Four starters in double figures for the maze in blue, now having to navigate without starting forward Olivier Kamwa. But it's too little too late. Up next, Michigan heads to Rutgers tomorrow night to try to break the five-game slide at 8.30 on FS1. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. The food district is now open. There's something for everyone, from Bubba Coo's burritos to Bonanno's New York Pizza Kitchen to Guy Fieri's chicken and Ike's loving sandwiches. Savor every delicious flavor at the all-new food district. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Brown's Lions Golf Cart this summer from IMPACT Power Sports and The Huge Show. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Huge week down in Indy with the NFL Combine. J.J. McCarthy will be throwing. Some of the big boy QBs won't. They'll do the interviews. A lot of positioning. Mock drafts are everywhere. Who will be the surprise? Pick come round one in Detroit at the end of April. Eric Edholm. NFL.com, NFL Insider. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. How you doing, my man? What's going on? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm trying to figure out uh, what's the story so far of Combine Week. I know we're, we'll get to all the action involving uh, the 300-plus invited. But so far, what do you think has been the most intriguing thing you've learned? 
Yeah, no, it's it's to this point, you know, we've we've only been able to speak to a handful of the the prospects. So a lot of the talk so far has been about what the Bears are going to do at ones and or with Justin Fields. I think that's been, you know, kind of the the barroom chatter at night, if you will, and um, some of the other kind of veteran news, Legere's need for the Chiefs sort of being available for a trade and, you know, other news like that. But, yeah, we're just kind of reaching the, the, the pre-combine buzz phase. And as you pointed out, I mean, we – we we don't have quarterbacks throwing. There are some intriguing guys. There isn't a clear cut sort of forty yard uh, favorite at this point. So a lot of the news I think is going to develop as it happens. There's not these big storylines awaiting us. So speaking of the situation in Chicago, and I'm I've been trying to figure this out for a while. I could see if they blew out all the coaches that you're going to trade fields. You're starting over. You're bringing in. Williams, yeah. they get rid of some of the coaches. They've had front office changes over the last couple of years, and they're really anointing Caleb Williams as the next Patrick Mahomes and the savior of the franchise. We missed on Mahomes uh, last time. I, I've never bought this. I watched Williams regress in my mind this season in a high-powered offense with a ton of athletes around him and a wide-open coach who never lets up in Lincoln Riley. I, I look at fields. I look at the NFC North. I think the Bears with uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, with fields uh, would be worth a couple, three wins a year. Uh, the Lions uh, are one of the elite now in the NFL, uh, but you're just thinking getting above 500 again with the Bears and having a shot at a wild card spot would be the first step. I don't understand bailing on fields. Where do you stand on it? Yeah, it's a fascinating debate. And you make a great point about the coaching staff. Now, Shane Waldron is the new offensive coordinator. So, you know, Matt Eberflus is back. Ryan Poles is still making the picks. But the one element is that they are making a change on the offensive side. Luke Getze, who you know, was sort of entrusted with bringing Fields up as a passer and and, uh, expanding and elevating his game, which you could say he had a hand on, but other people felt like he held him back. So, you know, it's kind of an odd situation, I guess, right now. Is Fields somebody that they're willing to pay, you know, top-of-the-line type of money below that superstar level, but, you know, above what, let's say, Ryan Tannehill got a few years ago. You know, that's still a big commitment. And if they do feel that Caleb Williams or, might I add, Drake May, uh, is worthy of being the next starting quarterback or possibly with somebody in between, I'm just saying don't dismiss the possibility. I mean, fields could be traded in this scenario, but also if they don't feel like Caleb is this once-in-a-generation type prospect, and they feel like he and May both would be upgrades over Fields, why not trade down one spot with Washington, who's desperate to get the local kid there, worked with Cliff Kingsbury last year at USC. There's plenty of connections. Franchise is dying to get its own buzz. And you could double dip. I mean, Ryan Poles last year talked openly about trading down twice and he really kind of wanted that possibility to emerge it didn't and he got a haul but i think he's still itching to kind of make the most of it so i don't know there's everything's on the table right now well, you could even trade down yeah twice and you know take marvin harrison 
Junior and Keep Fields, and there you go, uh, building for the future, and you got a lot in return because I, I look at Fields, and the obvious thing is going back to his home state in Georgia, playing for the Falcons. There's been that talk yeah. of Russell Wilson uh, to the Steelers. That would be a cheap number. Steelers, though, may be thinking, well, do we want to make a run at Fields? But you're going to have to give up a lot. You don't have to give up a lot for Wilson. So let's just go with the fact that it looks like Fields will be done in Chicago, at least uh, with all the chatter now. And Wilson, that can't continue in Denver, even though Denver played decent football last, you know, six weeks of the season. Uh, Where will Fields end up if he's done in Chicago? And what about Wilson? Yeah, I think the three teams that you hear the most, you mentioned the Falcons. He is a Georgia kid. Um, you know, it spent one year at the University of Georgia before going to Ohio State. Uh, you know, obviously, I think if you think about their offense, right, built around the run game, uh, big tight end with a with a long wingspan and, and another receiver in uh, Drake London, too. So Pitts in London and that run game, a good offensive line, Fields would fit in pretty nicely in a dome, too. And where he's played better football statistically over his career has been on uh, either the retractable roofs or, or the dome. So, you know, he might be suited for that kind of environment. Uh, what about Pittsburgh? I mean, that's a possibility. Again, a team that, you know, has a tight end and a run game, good wide receivers. And, you know, there's something to work with there, too. Uh, I think New England is a dark horse type of candidate. I mean, they're, the word on the street here is that that number three pick could be for sale. What does that mean? Does that mean they're not enamored with Jaden Daniels from LSU? Or, you know, they don't think there's a shot either of the top two quarterbacks falls there. Do they not think Marvin Harrison Jr. is worth the number three pick? Or do they just want to fill a bunch of holes? Because they have some of them, you know. <laughs> They've fallen off. So maybe, maybe they're the kind of team that plays it halfway. You know, you get a veteran starter who maybe you extend, maybe you don't. And you may not have to give up a ton. Trading down gets you more picks, so that that's why I think they could at least be included in that, that conversation. Eric at home, NFL.com insider joining us, talking combine, offseason ahead. Uh, what's the vibe uh, amongst the NFL circles when it comes to the Lions? Not what they did last year, but what lies ahead for this franchise? incredible amount of respect just to get to this point, right? I mean, the last 18 months or whatever have been, you know, a different Lions team than anybody's seen. So there, you know, there is a bit of looking back and and saying they've built something here and they're, yeah, they don't have that, that big cache of picks like they have in in certain drafts, but especially last year, right? All the, the top 50 selections they had, all of them worked out great to a degree. Um, you know, this year now they're picking down towards the bottom and coming off this, this heartbreaking loss. And we've seen other teams in this position before unable to take that, take that next proverbial step. So, you know, it's like, well, welcome to the big league boys. You know, now you've got to prove you can stay. So I think that's kind of the, the, the vibe around the NFL right now is that, they belong for now, but there's a lot left to prove still. All right, so uh, Lions, Bears, we talked about you know two of the four teams in the NFC North. 
Cousins seems like a cheap fit for two years and $90 million, but there would be that Drake May possibly or J.J. McCarthy that the Vikings could trade up to get and they could spend their money elsewhere and have a young quarterback with great weapons. What do you think is the next stop, or is it back in Minnesota for Cousins? Yeah, it, it, I think there are some teams who are intrigued by the idea of Kirk Cousins. And it would be, you know, somebody who, look, he was operating on a really high level before he got hurt without Justin Jefferson, you know. And so that was that was that was the most disappointing and, and Kirk Cousins-ish element about it last year is that, you know, at his best, he's really good. But as my colleague Greg Rosenthal wrote or said, I can't remember who's on radio or if I read him, but he was basically saying, I don't think there's going to be – that long list of teams just dying to try to get him in for, for a short-term type deal. Like, like you just mentioned. So maybe there is, maybe there isn't, it's probably more likely he ends up back in Minnesota, which some people didn't think was going to happen not that long ago, but here we are. And it makes a lot of sense from certain angles, especially if they feel like they're closer to the 2022 version of the team than the one we saw most of last season. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know that 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 could be the the internal stance on that. And look, Brian Flores did a really good job with that defense, all things considered. And another year with him and a little more talent on that side of the ball. You know, second year Jordan Addison. That there's there's something to look at there. Yeah, really. Hoggison comes back from the knee injury, and yeah. you know, your young quarterback. If they want to go young, or they get a mid level veteran, and they want to spend their money on Hunter and other things. Right. NFC North is really interesting because if the Bears do go young again, I don't expect them to win. If Cousins isn't in Minnesota, it depends on if they go young or they go with a veteran, a mid-level mm-hmm. type guy. And the Packers at the end of the year were playing as good as anybody. And they, like the Lions, blew an opportunity in San Francisco to win and advance. It'll be fun to watch. A year ago when Rodgers left or was getting ready to leave, uh, the right. NFC North, it looked like the end. NFC North was going to in total disarray, and now it's shaping up where if Field stays, if Cousins stays with the Lions, uh, with the Packers, that, that that conference is better than most would think. Yeah. Oh, that's – I mean, I, that's – Or that division. That. Yeah. Every couple of years, it cycles through. I mean, every season is its own little kind of grab bag. But, right. you know, the things that we didn't think possible, AFC North being as good as it was a couple of years ago, that was that was a thought nobody had. But Burrow and the, and the Browns resurgence, and, and that's the kind of thing that happened. So, yeah, you're right. The North is probably one of the more intriguing divisions heading into the offseason. Eric, at home, always appreciate the insight when it comes to the NFL. You can follow Eric at NFL.com. Thanks, my man. Safe travels. Have a great night. All right, Eric at home checking in on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. Remember, if you miss any huge opinion, interview our full show. Our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, Amazon, and more. Just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. 
Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500, or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four-pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. He's standing by. How you doing, Timmy? Man, I am having a lovely day. Can I say lovely live on the radio? Yeah, live and lovely with Tim, <laughs> the fun governor, McCullough. All right, what's That's happening, right, man? You guys always have the best giveaways, best indoor shows, outdoor shows are being announced. Uh, you got the Ascend Sportsbook. You got the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. So much happening connected to Soren Eagle and Mount Pleasant. Let's go through it. Man, let's knock it out real quick. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, make everybody happy today. $130,000, big money March is what we're calling it. Saturdays in March. So the way it breaks down is 11 p.m. each Saturday night in March. One lucky winner will take home $20,000 in cash. From 5 to 10 p.m., one player each hour will win $1,000 in premium play. So hopefully you're that big money winner, man. I'll tell you what, March is your time. And uh, twenty grand. 
Uh, I know I completely have to get used myself, so I know everybody else can too. All you got to do is sign up for that access card. It's that easy. It's pretty simple. We, we, we make it simple is what we do, and we make it fun. Uh, Luck of the Clover, uh, Sunday, March 17th. Everybody put this out on your calendar. From 5 to 10 p.m., we're going to have hourly drawings. Two lucky guests will win up to $1,000 in premium play. Uh, and if you get an entry for 600 points, you can keep adding to it and better your chance and get your luck of the clover here at Soaring Eagle, which is really cool. And then uh, March Mania Shootout with Mark Madness, all this college basketball. We, we're doing it ourselves right here on our floor. Every Friday at March, two winners each hour from 5 to 11 p.m. We'll have a chance to shoot it up uh, to win $1,000 in premium play. Shoot the most free throws to win 14 additional dollars in cash. So that's pretty fun. All you do is come out here and shoot some hoops, win some money, win some free play, have some fun. It's really that simple. Uh, but we like to celebrate uh, March uh, with basketball fashion as one does in March. Anyways, Thursday, March 7th, the comic book killer, our murder mystery dinners. Great date night. You want to come out for that? It starts at 8 o'clock. A whole lot of fun in our entertainment uh, uh, destination, which is Soaring Eagle. Uh, you can stop down in the ballroom and have yourself dinner, solve a murder. Uh, what could be better date night than that? And then on the 9th, we have Justin Moore in the house. You're in the country music. He's one you're going to want to catch. And then we have Tesla, March 15th. Peter Frampton, March 16th. I'm really excited for that one. Uh, March 23rd, Three Dog Night live in concert. And then March 29th, uh, Let the Good Times Rock with Warren and my girl Lita Ford. Back in the day, I loved Lita Ford. Her and Ozzy. Oh, my God. So, so good. Uh, April 6th, Jeffrey Osborne, Freddie Jackson, live on our stage in our entertainment hall. Grand Funk Railroad with Foghat, April 13th. The 27th, we have Godsmack in the house. Sixth, we had to add another show. They were so popular. So it's going to be Friday, May 3rd, and May 4th for sticks. Tacos and Tequila with the sounds of uh, a great tribute band to my man Carlos Santana. May 11th, another great date night. Chicago on the 25th. Shine down June 7th outdoors. We just put out there Motley Crew's going to be in the house June 23rd. That's right, the crew. Uh, outdoors, Leonard Skidder with ZZ Top Outdoors August 9th. August 16th, Jason Aldean. And uh, man, we're excited for outdoors, Bill. I know you always like to come out and catch a show, and uh, we can't wait to have you back out there checking out all the things we do out back with that summer concert series. I'm really, really excited for it. And just having good times. So, you know, I just can't walk away from a guy who hit 40 grand uh, out on the gaming floor. So anything's wow. possible. Good times is where it's at. And uh, we do it better than most. Yeah, winning 40 grand this afternoon makes it a very good time in Mount Pleasant at the Soren Eagle Casino <laughs> and Resort. Remember, you can book your getaway, the tickets for all the indoor-outdoor shows, summer outdoor concert series is bigger and better each and every year. You just heard him say... Uh, with the crew and also Jason Aldean and more. That's com. Don't forget about their sister property, the Saganine Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in Standish, Michigan. For those of you listening on 100.9 FM, the Mitt in the Midland, Bay City, Saginaw area, and the go-to live sports betting destination, the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub with the conference tournaments coming up, March Madness, Wings probably in the playoffs and more. You can bet live or you can download the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. Timmy, always good stuff. We'll talk in seven days. 
Bill, in seven days, let's talk about uh, the draft party we're going to have here at Soren Eagle. Let's, let's get that out early. All right, sounds good, man. There's Tim McCullough, the fun governor from the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SorenEagleCasino.com and play the games and wager on the games by downloading the Eagle Casino and Sportsbook app. We are back wrapping up our Wednesday broadcast. Enjoy uh, the boys' district high school basketball action all across the state. For games close to you, go to MHSAA.com. Also, if you can't make it out, you can watch the games live and on demand at MHSAA.tv. Superfly Hayes did a great job with all those sound bites, almost 30 of them from Holmes and Campbell. He did point out, Bill, you pressed the wrong button once. It's the people who smile at you you need to keep an eye on the most. Last compliment you ever get, enjoy it. Put it on your phone. Play it for your family. Do what you need to. Now, if you miss any huge opinion or interview, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.